being that independent woman, we tend to live life and look at life as let me crush the next goal and the next goal and the next goal versus thinking of how can I appreciate myself more? How can I show compassion towards myself more? This is Grow To Be Free, a self-development podcast that helps ambitious ladies pursue their dreams while finding peace, happiness, and maintaining a thriving mental health. My name is Kiani, and I burnt myself out at age 22. I didn't know my purpose. I hated my job. I thought money was the answer to all my problems, and girl, was I sad. I fought through anxiety and depression by working on myself nonstop. Now, I can honestly say that I am happy, I find peace every single day, and I'm on a journey to discover my best life. Join me as I sit with other ambitious gals who have learned to unlock this new level of life. Think of us as the girlfriends that actually grow with you. We'll share all the tangible tips to help you transform your mindset, mental health, relationships, faith, and finances. Plug in your headphones, get ready to jot down some notes, and let yourself be inspired. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Grow to Be Free podcast. I am here with Miss Maria Tan, and Maria is a speaker, coach, and trainer who focuses on helping visionaries, nonconformists, creatives, misfits, and entrepreneurs leverage their individuality to build empires centered around their values, vision, and voice. And I am so excited to have her here today because I know there's a lot of boss babes in this community who are probably looking to see how they can embrace themselves in their own business, in their own passions and careers. So today we're going to be talking about creating a life and business model around your differences and eccentricities. So I'll kick it over to you, Maria, to say hello to the audience. Well, thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited to be talking about my favorite topic, which is our own self and the magic that we bring to the table and not really diluting our essence in order to fit in. Because I think for the longest time we've lived this life or this lie that we need to be someone else to be accepted, to belong, to fit in, to succeed. And and for me, I'm really a living proof that that's not true, that only when we truly allow ourselves to really embrace the the pieces of ourselves that makes us weak, that makes us vulnerable, that makes us strong. These are what creates that momentum, that ripple that we've been looking for in our lives. I love that. Yeah, I love how you said the essence of ourselves, right? Because everybody has this own like energy or like passion or, yes. you know, some sort of energy about them that's unique to them. And not we don't always express that to others, but we all have it. So what about for you? Like, when did you start to realize that you had this essence and this individuality that might be different from others? You know, I think I've always known I'm different and um, I just, of course, you, you know, when you grow up, you you battle, especially uh, as we earlier discussed, I'm Filipina and growing up in the Philippines, uh, it's a very conservative culture. So imagine you have a child that's very, I wouldn't say rebellious, just outspoken. I was outspoken. Mm-hmm. I was... I was the the child that would always ask why. I wouldn't just accept things as they are. And today, it's so normal to hear kids ask why. But back then in the 90s, you don't really ask why, right? 
So to have that, and then I studied in a very Catholic school. Um, my parents, uh, my, my family is like immigrant Chinese here. So there's a lot of really conservative culture. So I, I've always known I was different because, again, there's always not necessarily fights. Like I'd be in hot water with with my elders because, you know, not necessarily answering back. It's more of I'm asking why. And for them, it's like answering back. Why can't you, mm-hmm. why can't you be like everybody? So I've always known I was mm. different. And I think the one thing that made my family or society, for lack of better terms, tolerate me or my difference at that young age was because I've always been very entrepreneurial. And somehow it's, it it's made it cute versus irritating, right? Because, <laughs> no, I, I'm being honest here. Yeah. Because as, as much as we want to say money doesn't buy happiness, money buys options. And I was a, a child, I was making money at six. And in my family, money is the love language. So mm. even though they, they even though they're pissed or they're they're not okay with how different I am, how different I think, they could admire that part or maybe that was also my way of fitting in right like that's regardless of how different we are or how much uh unique how much eccentricity how much how weird we are from a young age as children we want to fit in and we will always find a way to fit in and i think maybe for me it was mostly money but with that i i wasn't a like it gave me the freedom to not dilute who I am. And then later on, of course, as you grow older, you have more experience and you you realize, wow, I can actually create a business around me instead of outside of me. So mm-hmm. it, it's more of that journey. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it kind of sounds like you're entrepreneurial tendencies or your business acumen way back then was kind of like your gateway towards realizing how your uniqueness could help you is that right and others yes yeah yeah do you also feel like in some way like way back then you also kind of used it as a maybe like a defense because you said your your family's love language was money. And so if you were able to make money and you realize that they, they approved you because of it, did you start to lean more into entrepreneurship because of that? Like, do you think there's any connection there? Um, I don't think I leaned more into that for their approval. It was more mm-hmm. of, I leaned more into that. So they, they leave me alone. So I think that <laughs> Because as children, um, I think we, we we look into to our parents, to our elders for anything that we want. Music lessons, you know, whatever, right? I want this. I want this toy. I want this opportunity. I want this experience. Uh, and everything costs money, right? But because I had money from young age, I never worried about that. Like I would never consider what would my parents think. Because at the end of the day, I don't care what they think. I have the money to pay for it. So it's more of that. Like, And and I think my mom is also a misfit on, on, on her own. She's very, uh, like she's a grown-up sister versus a, a mom. She's not very mm. nurturing or motherly like that. So I think she left me alone as long as I don't shame her to some extent. So pretty much, and I don't ask for money. So 
again, I have that freedom to pursue what I wanted. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think I it I think it was a defense mechanism on ter- in terms of protecting myself or uh, survival, like how people do survival now. But yeah, I don't think it was more. It was for their approval. It was more. It was more of so that I don't need to work hard for their approval. <laughs> so I'd rather just get you know get things on my own than ask for from people who who might say no to me. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I heard something recently. I think it might have been on another podcast where, oh, I think it was Mel Robbins. Mel Robbins on Jay Shetty's podcast was talking about how she believes that if you're a child in your parents' home, if you're paying for all of your bills, then you you kind of have authority over, you know, what you cannot can and cannot do. Yeah. But if your parents are paying for things, then you kind of lose that right. And so it's it's really interesting how you learned so at such a young age, you said six years old, right? Yes, that you yes. learned how to do that. And then you gained so much independence so young. Yes, yes, exactly. And again, like all our journey, it's also about I mean, independence and your topic is all about growing to be free, right? And I think for me, my my Achilles has never been about that self-worth of money or abundance. It was more of self-worth in terms of receiving support because I've been independent mm-hmm. my whole life. Mm-hmm. And it was quite hard to say, you know, I'd love some support now. I'd love some, you know, I'd love to make things easy for me. I'd love to... It's not just hiring the right people. It's it's showing vulnerability. And in the online space, if you're creating a personal brand, that is really your biggest asset. But for me, it was uh, it took time to really be okay to to show up and share your not necessarily pains, but your transformation, like what you learned. And uh, being a that independent woman, we tend to. F- live life and look at life as let me crush the next goal and the next goal and the next goal versus thinking of how can I appreciate myself more? How can I Mm. show compassion towards myself more? So Mm. it's more of, I think for me, it was growing free of that defense of, I just need to be able to make money. I just need to be able to be rich uh, or I just need to know how to monetize at all times. And and everything will be okay, right? It's more of, I just need to be me and to really come to that knowledge and essence and that beingness of that belief of, I don't need anything else but me and true, true, truly embrace that. I, I think it's very humbling. You don't ever have to miss another episode of Grow To Be Free ever again. You can sign up for email notifications so you can get notified every time an episode drops. Plus, you get first dibs every time I have a new resource that can help you reach your goals and become the best version of yourself in the process. So don't miss out. Sign up at the link below. Yeah, absolutely. I've gone through a similar journey where you know, when you're so uh, ambitious, you know, a lot of ladies on this podcast are super ambitious when, you know, you and I, we, we go after the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And then we find ourselves kind of burnt out. And I remember reading on, on your website too, how you kind of reached a point where you had so much success that you, 
but you had like it felt empty I think is the the words that you used right and was it that moment that you started to shift your perspective and shift how you went about business at that time yes 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 it is because at that time you know how you're you're you have we all have this imaginary milestone checker in our mind right if I get this then I will right and I've already gotten so many of that if and that and then that then never happened. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. if I got this, if I make this level, or if if I have this clients, then I can be happy, I can be free, I can choose, you know, like all of that. And right. I think when when and especially for me, I, I've made money since young. So there's no like money isn't that attractive to me. So for me to and I think going into that kind of like that mode of just acquiring acquiring you realize it's it's it really doesn't matter because it's not that important to me yeah yeah I love that what kind of advice would you give women who might be struggling with embracing their differences because like how you said at the beginning uh, we live in such a day and age where we're pressured to look like somebody else, be somebody else, um, you know, aspire to be like someone else, which I think there's a healthy dose of that. But sometimes it's overplayed. And I think especially as women, we lose sight very often of who we are as people. So what kind of advice would you give somebody who might be kind of teetering in between those um, two things of being themselves and being somebody else? So I think let's start with the word approval because that's what you asked, right? Defense mechanism on, uh, you know, get gaining approval. And I, I recently told this to a client. L- let me ask you, if you change everything about you, the people that you're seeking approval from, do you think they will be satisfied or they will find the next thing to criticize about you? So most of the time, I think, we tend to, especially women, tend to seek approval from the wrong people. Or, or because at the end of the day, we're, we're thinking that's approval, but it's not. A, a, a specific example, let's say you're seeking the approval of your mom or your, and regardless of how much you say, I don't care what my parents think, the mere fact that it's in your mind like, you know, that that thought of, oh, my God, my mom will say this or my my dad will say this or my sister will say this. My husband will say this. My friend will say this. The, the, the moment that that thought comes to your mind, it's a sign that you there's still a subconscious. There's still a part of you, regardless of how how OK you are in accepting that, that cares about those people's thoughts or approval and when you're when we're asking for when we're wanting that uh, the, the the problem there is these people they're not necessarily wanting you to change it's their way of protecting you it's their mm-hmm. way of keeping you safe it's their way of loving you and they don't know how to love you another way so for me just take that and however you want to change them you can never change them so for me like Really ask yourself that, like, who are the who are the people that still feel like they're still the, the voices in your head? They're still mm. the people that you, you know, you want to 
prove wrong or prove right. Because at the end of the day, however, approval goes both ways. It's either we want to prove someone wrong or we want to prove someone right. And when we do that, it is we're going against who we are because we're trying to prove a point. And mm. again, everybody's different. So some people it works, some people it actually creates self-sabotage tendencies. So that's the first one. The second one, mm. um, I think when you when you try now to compare yourself to other people, right? You're looking at the finished product and you're not looking at the process. You're not looking at the you know, like the ingredients to get there. Some people, they got their success with no sleep, very little sleep, with a lot of compromise. And I think when when we're looking at success or when you're comparing yourself to people, you might want to maybe look at not just one, but maybe a couple of people and then put, kind of like look at success as a wheel versus a flat, like flat thing. It, think of it as multi-criteria versus just mm-hmm. one, one measurement. So quantify that for yourself because then you, you can see or you can imagine it more of, okay, I want to, let's say, uh, you know, I want to look as photogenic as this person, for example. And then I want to, you know, I want to, I like the pers- this person's way of thinking. I'd love to be as open-minded as this person. So to be a specific and quantified measurement really help because when mm-hmm. we're in that sense of doubt or self-criticism we tend to criticize ourselves for every little thing oh my god i look so fat even if it's not true oh oh my god you know i have this pimple or acne or like it it's so we're, we're so bad to ourselves right so i would just quantify all that and if you have a list or somewhere where you really measure your own version of success i think that's easier now to really say why am I feeling like this? Which part of my life am I really not satisfied with? And if you say everything, okay, let's start with one. Let's start with finances. Which part of the finance am I not satisfied with? About my looks, which part? And I think that when you when you break it down like that, and although it's so overwhelming sometimes, it's easier for us to think of solutions because then we're targeting the solution to the specific area of growth that we have in life. So that's the second one. And the third one is to separate the idea of worth and money. Uh, Like I said earlier, the biggest thing that I've realized, a lot of misfits or what, when I define misfits, these are people who know they're different and maybe they're a little bit afraid to to call attention to themselves, or maybe they're, they've already embraced their misfitness and have gone total rebel and have uh, isolated themselves. Or these are the people who are um, still figuring out what that means for them, they're still figuring out what it means to go against uh, the grain. So what I've noticed is when, when, when we are uh, when when we have that space to monetize, like I said, money buys options. So it's easier for us to be gentle with ourselves, to be more compassionate to ourselves. And I think the biggest thing that especially women have is linking self-worth and money. 
you know like and mm-hmm. if you look at most yeah. about money money mindset gurus abundance mindset gurus they tell you that like of mm-hmm. course you're worthy of money etc and this is the most for me the biggest lie that the personal development space say yes it can be related but it's not true it's not a hundred percent if you if you look at the people like the richest people in the world do they do you think they have high self-worth and what does self-worth even Mm -hmm. mean so Mm -hmm. for me it's really to identify what self-worth is for you and to for kind of like to really see money as money you know if if i'm going to work for this person at least I want my my times paid, my energies paid for, and all of that. I need I need my rent paid for. Uh, there's and to be okay with that, right? Self worth for me is so different for every person. So I really identify what that is. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so glad that you're bringing up self-worth. And for anybody who's listening and hasn't listened to the self-worth series that we did a few seasons back, I would definitely recommend doing that. We did self-worth in relationships, self-worth in business, self-worth and what that means for you. So you're definitely like hitting the nail on the head. It's like, you know, sure we are worthy of having success and having money in our lives, but that doesn't define us. And yes. and I think um, the part that the self-development space sometimes misses is that your worth isn't tied to that dollar value. It's because, you know, they always hit on like, oh, well, we got to make this X amount of money. I can help you make this X amount of money. And right now you're not there yet. And when you do get there, you're going to be living like me and like this big old like nice lifestyle. And it, it is a little bit discouraging, right, if you're not there yet, which you can't judge yourself and nobody can judge you on your journey because that's your journey. Like you are on a different path than that person. You can't compare apples to apples because like you said, they might have been losing a ton of sleep. They might have been doing this, this, and this in order to get the success and that's that might not be your journey for the last four years i personally have been using journaling as a healing practice and it's literally transformed my life it's one of the key ways i've been able to work through my anxiety get myself out of depression and really begin to thrive in life if you're looking to get into journaling or you are in need of a new one the ambitious piece journals are now available on amazon for those of you who don't know these are super cute aesthetic journals with a different encouraging, motivational, and insightful quote on every single page. They're small enough to fit in a purse, they're college-ruled, and have 150 pages of space to free write, jot down your life plan, or to process those really tough thoughts and emotions. If you have been watching this on YouTube or Spotify, you'll be able to see what they look like, but I will describe them for everybody, so don't worry. One is this monochromatic chocolate wave design. The second one is another monochromatic look, but it's like a pink, light pink painting on canvas. And the last one is a light blue, white, square, geometric pattern that is very satisfying to the eye. My favorite one happens to be the chocolate one, but I'm looking forward to hearing which one is your favorite. So let me know in the comments or in your reviews. Again, you can find these on Amazon. I will link the Amazon link in the description of this show. And without further ado, let's get back to the episode. I want to kind of dive into 
how you've formulated your business around your eccentricities and your differences. Um, like what, what specific things did you take out of your own personality and integrate into your business and career? So I've always been, uh, like I said, I've always monetized, right? So since six, I've been in buy and sell. Uh, my family comes from, you know, like a lot of like importers. So uh, I'd jump with one of my aunts maybe and purchasing, let's say, confectionery goods overseas. I think if you're a misfit and you embrace your difference, normally you would also be very intuitive to things. And in the old way of doing business, the only thing that you need is the right product back then. Mm. Okay, like now it's a different story. But back then, like 20 years ago, you just need the right product because the right product will sell. So after that, I left Manila and I studied in Taiwan under a scholarship, a joint scholarship between the Philippine government and the university that I was in. And then I realized well, in Taiwan, the, the culture is a little bit different. In Manila, I, I, I was selling to everybody. I sold to the security guards. I sold to, you know, my teachers, my classmates, my classmates' parents. Like, I, I, I sold to the local, you know, the, the neighborhood grocery. Uh, so it's a different, like, you realize people are different in another culture. So I started now selling my services, right? So, again, I've always been in that I think money gives us opportunity so and options. So I've always been monetizing. Now, when I hit a really tough time in my life in my mid-20s, about 10 years ago, more than 10 years ago, uh, I, I just felt like there was something missing. And so when that moment when I decided against suicide, at that point, I was already thinking, of ending my life. It, mm. And I think for highly intelligent women, when our logic fails us, it it's so scary. It's so mm. it's so paralyzing because you, you're thinking, why would that happen to someone like me? You know, I'm I'm smart, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Like you you'd go into that that self-talk and you then criticize yourself for everything. You look at yourself with so much um the lens of why are you doing this? Why are you feeling like this? Why can't you shake mm -hmm. this out or so on? Mm -hmm. And yeah. and I, I I then went into um, self-help. So I hired a coach. Then I went into, you know, at that time I was thinking, I don't know how I was put into spirituality, but I've been in consulting. So I was always the marketing consultant or uh, specifically market penetration or go-to-market strategy. So I've always been um, having several projects like that. Um, and I was in Taiwan. Uh, there were coaches that I, 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 I worked for this lady who was bringing in coaches from overseas to Taiwan. And I was kind of like doing um, market consulting for them or marketing sales for them. And at that time, I just realized, oh my God, like I, the one thing that I really cannot stand for is when people don't walk their talk and people, you know, kind of like judge you. And I think my whole life, because I'm different and because I'm from the Philippines, imagine the amount of stereotype, the amount of um, gaslighting that I receive 
because I'm a woman, because I'm from a third world country doing business, right? And young, add that part mm-hmm. about the yeah. young. So you're either thought to be, I don't know, someone's wife, someone's child or whatever. So mm-hmm. so for me to, to, to receive that from business is, was like normal because for me, that's, that's business. They will, you know, everybody will try to put one over you. And this, I, th- I know that people don't want, uh, people want to hear that business is all good, go- goody, goody, but it's not. Some people, there's business, there's good business, there's bad business, but business, <laughs> I think integrity and value is very broad <laughs> in that mm-hmm. here. So to see like people in the coaching space, personal development space doing that, it, mm. it really disgusted me. And I thought, you know, if I can market these people, <laughs> come on, I can market myself. That's all. Like, that's the one thing that I, so, so at that, and at that time, I, I, it wasn't, it was a slow, it was really a slow, um, development because I was mm. getting a spiritual, uh, like I was doing spirituality. I was doing these workshops in the class that I attended, um, Doreen Virtue actually said, no, you need to charge for your time, et cetera, et cetera, which was completely new for me because um, with my immigrant Chinese background as well, like my father's line, we have several seers, several psychics in the family, and we never charge. Like it was always, uh, it was always a, kind of like a, a community service. So it, when, when, with my, some of my aunts, or both here in the Philippines and in China, like they they offer one day to the community and anybody in the community can come ask questions and the family will provide food, will provide, you know, like everything. Mm-hmm. There's no fee because the fee comes into the business. So kind of like the business flourishing is also because of that commitment to her helping people in another way. So it was so new for me. So I started exploring that uh, and doing those things as a hobby. Like it started as a hobby and it started as me like joining several Facebook groups. And, you know, when you when you in, online, you see a lot of people sh- positioning themselves as business coaches with no background. And, you know, it irritated me. I just thought, it irritated me, but at the same time inspired me. I just thought, you know what? If these people can 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 call themselves business coaches with no with no with no experience, come on, I'm qualified, right? So uh, it it was really slow. So I started kind of it. It all came from frustration. Like I was frustrated with these coaches that 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 were not walking their talk and were judging me for and or gaslighting me and saying that that's not gaslighting and i was still a marketing consultant business consultant then i started now um doing a lot of things online and focusing more on spiritual coaching versus business coaching because i've been in business for a long time i always believe that uh, you have to hire to 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 quicken the, the process I've always hired coach after coach and then there was, and nobody could really get me, I think. So again, it's a frustration that you're, mm-hmm. you're seeing, but then there was this coach that I hired and though she didn't really deliver everything that she said, there was one sentence she told me 
that I felt, okay, whatever, how much money I gave her is worth it. She said, but Maria, the people that you're attracting your audience, they're entrepreneurial. You can call it like, yeah, these are the people, the people that were willing to embrace their essence one way or another, they're more entrepreneurial. And that blew my mind away because again, this was five, six years ago. So, so after that, I realized, you know what, you're right. So I repackaged myself and called myself business coach for misfits, not because I cannot work with non-misfit companies. Uh, if you saw my uh, like media page, you could see the number of organizations and businesses I've worked with. But I really feel excited working with people who are different because, you know, there's so it's so humbling and revealing to see someone just light up because you heard them, you get them, and you don't dilute them. So it, mm. it's, and I, and then I realized, like, I mean, now looking back, every company, every client, every customer that I've served my whole life is one way or another a misfit because they wouldn't be a misfit if they, 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 if they didn't think that buying from a young child is normal. You know, like I was doing business very, very young. So for, for everybody who did business with me, they, to some extent, they're more different. When Again, when you look back, right, it's really the people who are more different, who are more visionary, who are more focused on what they want versus, you know, the limitations around it. So for me, it was, it, 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 it was really getting clear on what are the type of clients I want to work with. And normally when we look back, it's already there. It's right in front of us. And sometimes we're just um, avoiding it because we think it's so easy, <laughs> you know, how, how we make it so complicated for us. Yeah. And, and, uh, and then you, the, the, the part about me, I think it's, it's really about really clarity clar and practicality. I'm a very practical person, regardless of how intuitive I am, how gifted I am with my energy, but I'm a very, very practical person. So for me, it's all about, okay, what do we need now? What What is the kind of like really a holistic approach in creating that freedom that you want? Because at the end of the day, people don't really want a business necessarily. They want freedom. And, mm -hmm. and, and I think to just embrace that is the first step. Psst. Are you enjoying this episode as much as I am? Girl, I hope so. If you're getting anything positive from this podcast, I would love it if you left a review and shared it with a friend you feel like needs to hear it. I know you hear this a lot, but this is really the only way other people can benefit and grow from this information as well. If you listen to this podcast, I'm assuming you have a desire for the world to be in a better place. And what better way to do that than by spreading awareness of self-development to help each person grow and be better a little more each day. And you might be asking, well, what's in it for you? Well, I'll shout you out on a future episode if you leave a review. Plus, at that point, we're pretty much friends. And the best part, it's completely free. So thank you so much for being a listener of Grow To Be Free. It really means the world to me. And now, back to the episode. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think... Um... 
it's it's really funny how you kind of came full circle, right? Like you you yeah. went in in the business direction and kind of went away from it and then just kind of realized like actually there's an aspect of what I was doing before that ties into what I should be doing. And I found that to be true in my own life too where it's like you you go on this journey kind of like a circle. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. And, yeah, and but it all makes sense. Like it all like there's little pieces of it that all connect together on like what your purpose is and what path that you're really meant to be on. This time just like flew by. So I, I really just wanted to give you a chance, Maria, to share a little bit about what you've got going. I know you do coaching um, and you also have some courses as well. Is there anything that you'd like to share with the audience that you think might be useful to them? So the one thing that I truly encourage people to to getting a copy off is my money map uh this is a bundle of uh ways it's a quiz with a an action plan specific to which of the four elements of money magic you're weak in and in the in when you when you purchase it you'll see what it means when we say strong or weak. It doesn't mean strong, meaning you're very good at it. It means where your focus lies. Because most of the time when people uh, want to manifest more money, right? They're, they're, they're just looking at one aspect of money and not all of the aspect. The same way that I think we can be misfits and different and eccentric by embracing the totality of who we are. So Money Map is like an easy way, a DIY way for you to start creating that wealth to give you that freedom. Because again, as I've said several times, money buys us options and opportunities. And when we are in that space of better relationship with money, that we feel that there are that 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 we're less limited to be who we truly are. It's available now. Uh, you can go to money https <laughs> colon slash slash but money map dot club um i will put the link in the show notes um and feel free to reach out anytime to me someone from my team will reach out back or even me personally uh but we're really excited about this we have we did the beta and we are constantly um upgrading this oh that's so cool so it's more like an exercise like a it's a quiz you start with a quiz and then you have an action plan curated because of that quiz so it's kind of like Mm. it's a gamified version this is again there's still the stage one as we grow i want to see if we can create an app here so it's easier for people but for now it's available on laptop on the phone it's not yet a full app but it's a way for you to track how you are with the four core elements of money and um you know, how you can easily open up more in those certain areas. Hmm. I love that. Cool. Yeah, that's that's really unique. I've never heard of that before. So I'm going to check it out. It sounds like a really interesting um, way to figure out kind of where you're where you stand. And if, if anybody listening is anything like me, and you love like the Myers-Briggs or Enneagram or any sort of those, you know, personality type quizzes, I feel like this is similar and in that space yes. a little bit, is it? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And what makes it different from all the quizzes, the personality type quizzes is we're looking at ener- money as an energy, so it evolves. So kind of like this month, maybe you're more leaning, like the muscle you're using with your money is, let's say, the manifest muscle. But 
how about if you focus on maintain muscle? You know, something like this. So there are four different, like I said, core elements of money magic. Think of it as four core muscles. And which of that is what your focus is for a certain period of time? Because working on one moves every, every piece. So you can easily track uh, how you're evolving over time. Yeah, that's definitely helpful like to to figure out how you're doing over time and like where yes. you've come from. Like that's that's always super useful. So uh, go check that out. It's in the show notes. And um before we wrap up, I I am a person of faith, Maria, so I usually pray for my guests at the end of my episodes if you would allow me to. Yes, thank you. Okay, awesome. So dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this day and thank you so much for Maria and the incredible journey that you brought her on. I know that she's been through good times and bad times and everything in between, even going back to when she was very young. Thank you so much for the gifts that you've given her in the business space, in the spiritual space, in the ability to connect and impact people in a way that's meaningful and helpful towards them. Lord, I pray for an incredible blessing upon Maria's life and her business. I pray for healing upon her leg, Lord God, that you restore that as quickly as possible so that way she can get back to the things that she really desires to do in her own personal life and in business. And and I pray for just a restoration of any family relationships that might be hurting right now. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.